This is The Right Dirt, presenting Audio Divina with Father Frank Maloney, a form of sacred listening based on a type of ancient meditation. The sacred listening we call Audio Divina invites you to a sacred place. Ask the Spirit of God to be with you in these moments. Inspired moments require you to stop the audio and to take notice of what's happening for you. We encourage you to a short meditation practice. There is one on the Right Dirt Audio Divina page. We are now moving into the third Sunday of Lent. First Sunday, the desert, then the mountain, this week the holy place, the temple. Another place where we are close to God. Many cultures have holy places, churches, temples, mosques, shrines, Australian Indigenous people regard the whole of the land as sacred. Mary Black, the Irish singer, talks about holy ground. Father Frank talks about generating a new temple, which we are as the church. Respect the sacred. Think about your own holy ground. Give it honour that it is due. The process is designed through listening to the words of the Gospel and to some reflections from Father Frank Maloney. Quieten your mind. Invite the Spirit to guide your listening. The Gospel will now be presented by the students from Colester College, which will be followed by Father Frank's reflection. Don't be afraid to pause the audio at any point. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Just before the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and in the temple he found people selling cattle and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers sitting at their counters there. Making a whip out of some cord, he drove them out of the temple, cattle and sheep as well, scattered the money changers' coins, knocked over their tables, and said to the pigeon sellers, Take this all out of here, and stop turning my father's house into a market. Then his disciples remembered the words of the scripture, Seal, for your house will devour me. The Jews intervened and said, What sign can you show us to justify what you have done? Jesus answered, Destroy this sanctuary, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews replied, It has taken 46 years to build this sanctuary. Are you going to raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the sanctuary that was his body, and Jesus rose from the dead. His disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the words that he had said. During his stay in Jerusalem, for the Passover, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he gave. But Jesus knew all of them and did not trust himself to them. He never needed evidence about any man. He could tell what a man had in him. This is a word of the Lord. In the Gospel reading of this Sunday, we move away from the Gospels of Matthew and Mark into the very significant tradition from the early church that we find in the Gospel of John written much later than the others and in many ways more profound, even though it still tells the story of Jesus. The story that the church gives us to reflect upon is the account of Jesus, we generally call it purification of the temple. It is a little bit more than that, as I hope to show you. For John, this story is one of the very first things that Jesus does in his ministry. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, it comes at the end. But the Gospel of John deliberately moves this 
very important account of Jesus in the temple to the beginning of his story of Jesus, so that from the very start, the audience, those of us who are listening to this gospel being read to us, will be aware that his life will be lived out with the shadow of the cross hanging over it. Even though, as we'll see when we come to reflecting on Good Friday, John's shadow of the cross is somewhat different to the other Gospels. The Gospel begins by announcing that it was the time of the Jewish Passover. This was a time when all faithful Jews would do their best to be in Jerusalem. And so, as the Passover is nearby, Jesus goes to Jerusalem. When he comes to Jerusalem, he finds people acting out their commercial activities, selling cattle and sheep and doves, and money changes. Now, this may appear to us, and often the way we see it in artistic works, as a terrible thing for people to be doing in the temple area, and Jesus has to clean them all up. But in fact, these activities, the selling of the animals and the changing of money, were essential for the holiness of the temple. In the first place, many people, especially poor people, came to Jerusalem and were not able to bring with them their own animals, and the poor ones certainly didn't have their doves, and so they knew that once they came to the temple, they would be able to buy these animals that were necessary for the sacrifice. And secondly, money changes were called for because, as we all know, you're not allowed to take an image, a carved image of any human face into the temple area. That was to desecrate an area which was only to have the face of God present. So that's what these people are doing at the entry to the Jerusalem temple. They're making available the sacrificial animals and the money changers are taking the money off the people that has heads on them and giving them other coins, normally from Tyre, that don't have any effigies. And when the people came out from their sacrifices, they would give in the coins from Tyre and receive their local money back again. But Jesus won't tolerate this. According to the tradition, he drives them all out of the temple. The people, the sheep and the cattle, scatters the money changes across the floor and he says, take all this out of here. And then he gives his reason. Stop using my father's house as a market. Crucial words there are my father's house. This temple is recognized by all in Israel as the house of God. But Jesus exercises authority in this house by calling it my father's house. So right at the beginning of the story of Jesus in the Gospel of John, we have this clear presentation of Jesus' understanding of his close relationship with the God of Israel. Then there's a little pause in the story when we're told that Jesus' disciples remembered the words of Scripture. And we need to correct the Jerusalem Bible text here. The text says that they remembered the words of Scripture, I am eaten up with the zeal of your house. Because the original in the Greek, it's future tense. 
I will be eaten up with zeal for your house. Now, for the moment, that is left sitting there without explanation. What will this future time be when Jesus will be eaten up with the zeal for his house? We have an idea because we are Christians living after the time of the death and resurrection generated by Jesus' passion for God. The disciples haven't come to it yet, but they will later on. For the moment, they remember the words of Scripture. The Jews then say to him, What sign can you show us that you should act like this? Now, this is a tradition in Jewish life and practice that if you act authoritatively and in the name of God, you must be able to show some convalidating sign that authorizes you to do such. And that's what they ask for. Show a sign, some sort of miracle that validates your authoritative presence in this temple, calling God your Father. Jesus answers, and pay attention to the words, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The response of the Jews takes exactly the words of Jesus, word for word, but turns those words into a mocking and rejecting question. It has taken 46 years to build this temple. Are you going to raise it up again in three days? This is an explicit rejection of the word of Jesus. They want a sign. He gives them a sign. And the sign will be his death and resurrection. He was speaking of the temple that was his body. It would be destroyed. But in three days, he would raise it up. And they do not want to hear that. And so they take his words and throw them back in his face. And then we're told his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed in the scripture and what he had said. When Jesus rose from the dead, then it all comes back to them. They first remembered the word of the scriptures, I will be eaten up with the zeal for your house. And when he was raised from the dead, then that memory of the disciples becomes a fact. They remembered that he had said this, and it has been done to him. The Gospel closes with a little note saying that during his stay in Jerusalem for the feast, many believed in his name because they saw the signs that he did. And this is a warning that comes at the beginning of John's Gospel. Signs are okay. You might see in a sign the possible hidden presence of God's action. But for John, he wants more than a sign. Jesus knew all people, and he did not trust in them. He never needed evidence about anyone. He could tell what someone had within. It's not their excitement about the external signs that matter, but it is the preparedness to totally commit oneself to Jesus and to his mission of generating a new temple, which we are as the church, by means of his death and resurrection. And so on this third Sunday of Lent, we are presented with a vivid portrait of Jesus' mission beginning, but a mission that begins with the sign of the cross. 
and the sign of the cross that will be overcome as it will be for us in our Easter celebrations. In three days, he will rise up again. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Just before the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem and in the temple he found people selling cattle and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting at their counters there. Making a whip out of some cord, he drove them out of the temple, cattle and sheep as well, scattered the money changers' coins, knocked over their tables and said to the pigeon sellers, Take this all out of here and stop turning my father's house into a market. Then his disciples remembered the words of the scripture, Seal, for your house will devour me. The Jews intervened and said, What sign can you show us to justify what you have done? Jesus answered, Destroy this sanctuary, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews replied, It has taken 46 years to build this sanctuary. Are you going to raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the sanctuary that was his body, and Jesus rose from the dead. His disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the words that he had said. During his stay in Jerusalem, for the Passover, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he gave. But Jesus knew all of them and did not trust himself to them. He never needed evidence about any man. He could tell what a man had in him. This is a word of the Lord. It is now time to sit with what you have just listened to. Invite the Spirit to guide your thoughts. Take notice of the things that really struck you. There are some questions on our page that might help. Don't be afraid to let these reflections sit with you over the week to come. Till next week.